Okay. Tell me when you go. Tell me when you go. Okay, good morning. So in the, in the spirit of what we've been doing in these uh, shiurim, last week I covered the second part of uh, Kav. I think I actually, um, I mean, obviously it's never fully exhaustive because there's so many different angles and aspects. I think I covered the basic principles. Um, I just wanted to add one thing which I neglected to mention. When I spoke about the tivuch between the shittas, whether it's Eris Mitsuyarim or Eris Pshutim, as I mentioned, Primi Sakav, Chetseni Sakav, there's also a sicha from the Rebbe, uh, Shabbos Pasha B'Shalach, uh, after Yud Shvat, Tavshin Tazvav where the Rebbe speaks about relatively barichas, and there's also machadish there, says Yeshlemer, that the shittas can be explained, mitzad lamayla, one shittah, the other shittah is mitzad lamato, and the third shittah is machriya b'neim, um, which, in the names of the shittas I mentioned, the rekanti, the mareches, and then the ramak and the arizal are both, the tavach, they both reconcile it, where the, where the Rakanti holds that the, that the Svidas are in the Kalim, and therefore the Eris are completely shapeless. And the Ramarech is the other way around, that the, that the Svidas are also in the Eris. That means the Eris also, the Kavona Lakis, you could say, as I explained it last week, also senses the Pratim. But obviously the Pratim come alive when they're in the Kalim, because everybody agrees you need to have Eris and Kalim. And the third Shita is that mitzad atzmei the air is poshet, but mitzad the keli, the keli causes an air in the, causes a tziur in the air itself. And that too has two different ways of explaining it between the Rizal and the Ramak. It's not relevant to go into right now because I'm not really talking about the air, it's talking more about the Kav. But the Rebbe adds in this Bishalach Tavshin Tezvov, it was Behemshech to the Bosilagani that the Rebbe said in that Yudshvat, about, uh, there he talks about three ways we understand God. One is which is, like you say, we have Chochmah, so it's a dogma for the Ebrishtas Chochmah. But then you come to a higher Asoga that you can't say the Ebrishtas Chochmah is like ours. So you say you can't say the Ebrishtas doesn't have Chochmah. So you say he has Chochmah, but it's not like our Chochmah. That's the second level. And the third level is Shlil Mukhlatas, because the second level just means you can say that our minds are not like God's mind. But there's still, it still has something in common. And maybe with more Aveda and more work, you can reach higher levels in understanding uh, the Chachmah Lakis, so to speak. And then comes the third level, which is Shlil Mukhlatas, they were completely Muslagamni. Not a question that we threw that with more work you'll come to understand more of the Ebrish's Chachmah. It's Bechal Gansim Mushlo from the home, from all Gdarim altogether. And the Rebbe connects it also to these three Shittas. That the difference is if there's a Tzir in the air, that means that there's also something Chiyuvdik that we can relate to in, in the Eir Aliki. And Shalila would be that you cannot, more Pshutim. And then the third Shitta is the Ebrish is completely beyond, but he chose to. Is there a phone ringing here? Someone has a phone that's ringing? Not my phone, is it? No. Um, so the bottom line is that I just wanted to add that piece in the discussion. But just to sum it up, and then I want to move to... From the Rebbe, it's not so clear from the Sikha, Rabbi El and Sefer Erchim tries to figure it out because it, it, it seems like it's referring to the third Madrege where the Abish is completely removed. And that's why he can, through Eris and Kalim, according to that Izal, that the Kali has the Tzir and uh, causes the Tzir in the Eir. But the Etzim, the Ebrishter, is completely Yipshlilim Muchlatis. Whether it's the third Shitta or not is a question. The Rebbe does mean that the third Shitta is like Teferis. Teferis is Kale b- both, which is like Chesed and Gvura. 
which is the third shita that's machriya. I mentioned last week that the kav is two, two, two shitas, whether the kav is mushrish and malchus the insof or tiferes hanelam, and that's also connected to these two approaches. But bottom line is that this isn't just a machlikas and mitzias, obviously, and it's also not a technical thing. Remember, it's not a physical thing, whether the oyer has or not. It's, has, it's havona. Is the oyer aliki, which is the primis hakavona of, of, of uh, the Ebershtin in, in, in Elam, does it, does it recognize the tziur of Elam, or the tziur is only the alakuz that's mislabish in the kalim? Remember, the kalim are also alakuz at the end of the day. Just a question where the tziur touches. Okay, so I, I just wanted to add that, and um, I, as I said, I think it's good enough for this... Uh, for, for uh, this uh, series, we'll call it. So what I wanted to move to next is in the orderly process. Now that we've laid out Eden softly for that symptom, and I spoke as well about Atmos when we first began, and then about the levels before Eden softly for that symptom, the symptom. It's symptom kapshute, not kapshute, and then the shimu and the kav, so you can say that the basic uh, building blocks, if you wish, I don't know if that's the right word, but the basic components and ingredients that the Eberster was is going to use to create existence are in place now. However, we don't yet have existence. All these are forces. Now, just to repeat again and again, because this is something that was never, never always stated in the yeshiva, and I always wondered why. Remember, the Eberster doesn't need any of this. Someone says, why did he do it this way? He did it only this way because in the Lashon of the Alter Rebbe and a certain Tzemach Sadiq brings that the Ebershter wanted to create a world like the Seichel that we have right now. Could he create a different world completely different? Of course. Could he create a world without all these targets? Yes. So, but he wanted it to be this way, Tachtenim as we see it. That's what, that's Nesava Kodesh Baruch We'll never understand why Dafka this way and why not 20 Svitas, why not 15 Svitas, why not 2 million Svitas. Why dafke ten eser v'leitesha eser v'leyachadosa? But once he wanted it this way, because we then we have now a relationship that we can understand with our logic. Because remember, we're created b'tzalem alekim, so our seichel is also created by the Ebrister. So the way our seichel works makes total sense. This is how you build existence. Like just like if someone said to you, "How do you build a house?" We all know it doesn't just happen. This is a process. Now, by Benod and by human being, the process, we have no choice. There's no way you can just say, hey, he uh, bias and there should be a house. So you need to plan, and you need a structure, you need a design, and you need uh, all the different con- the contractors and all the different people necessary to build the house. But the reason is by us that way is because that's the Abraham himself did it that way, also with a structure, so we can relate to it. So just like we say that Adam and Chava, Zohar Nekeva, is bedugma to what? To Zohar Malchus Lemaila. Like the Rambam says about the Shira Shirim. The whole Shira Shirim, which is written in a romantic poem, if you wish, between man and woman, is really a dugma, is a, is a marshal for Kruchabrichu and Knesset Yisrael. Which means, as Chassidus explains, that the Zohar Nekeva below on earth is actually a manifestation of two Dargis and Ruchnis. Mashpia, Mekabel, Zah, Malchus, Shemesh, Levona, with all the explanations. So now we have something to hold on to, and we could say we understand how God created existence. And therefore we understand the Ebishter. So the mitzvahs like Vyadaita Yem Veshavesa Levavecha, Das Alekeya Vicha, know the Ebishter. How could you know the Ebishter? Like I said before. It's completely beyond, because the Ebishter himself chose to be known. In the famous state of the Alter Rebbe, Atares Ladas, Adu, Atzmus Ein Sachat Bavizn, he revealed himself. He wants us to know him, and the only way that can be in the world as we know it right now, which is also chosen by the Eibushter, is with a structure. It would not make any sense. It would be Kol Yochul if we didn't have any of these levels that I just described, and we're going to talk about more. Then what we'd have is, we'd say, you know, the Eibushter can do whatever he wants. I exist on earth. I have no idea how I got here. I have no idea how to connect with Eibishter because there's nothing in between. There's no, there's no say the stalshus. There's no so-called interface. However, once the Eibishter says that it can create a human being, b'tzalmenu kid musenu, b'tzalam elikim, 
and all the other Lashenas that we have. In the language of the Alter Rebbe in Tanya, where it says, the Keiches HaOdom, Keiches HaNefesh, Nishtal Shlomehen. Nishtal Shlomehen, from where? From the Esosphiris. So they used to put into place Esosphiris. And all these levels, now you have, you can say, basically a meeting ground, where Elokus, which is completely Einsof and beyond Einsof, can connect with Gvul and Nivroim, that are befeidish, not Einsof, and all the limitations we have. So we basically have within us a neshama, it's a chelik mamish, also a goof, and the, and the whole mission is to connect the two. That's the whole purpose of it all. He gave us teda mitzvahs, which is also chachmosed, it's chenish lakosh baruch If we didn't have teda mitzvahs, we wouldn't have tools, divine tools. We'd be able to come to some akara, you know, by, by seeing sumarim enechem, or looking at the world, you come to realize, ain't over Nothing creates itself, so you realize there's a creator. But how much would you know about the creator? Whereas the Teda Mitzvah reveals to us what is going on, so-called, in, within the, the godliness and the highest levels. So that's just a general Hagdama that's always worth reviewing again and again because it, it's the whole basis of every word you learn in Chassidus, every Dargah. So with that said, what I wanted to move now to, call this, uh, this share we'll call Seder Ishtashos. Now that we have, as I said... What comes next? Now that so-called the artist has put, laid out all his uh, tools, so we have, we have the canvas, which is the Cholol of Mok that the Simpson created, the space on the muscle of the Chassidus, that the Talmud can now arise. There can be this room for a separate identity that's not just a Lakus. Because means the air filled everything. And there was no, not even everything. That's the only thing there was. Complete divine, the seamless and shapeless divine consciousness. So now you have space for another, like a rav leaving space for the Talmud. You have, that's a tzimtzum. You have a reshima which is concealed, but it has within it everything from before the tzimtzum that will be necessary later to be revealed. So we have like in a sense, like I gave the example then, like a child in the mother's womb learns the entire teda. But may imayt. So even though afterwards it's forgotten, but it's there, behelam, within each neshama. And then you have the kav. The kav, if in this example, if I'm giving an example from art, if the canvas is the chol pony, the kav is the paintbrush. The paintbrush that will now paint and create all of existence. And literally, like a kav chut. What's a kav? Like we learned, we discussed. A kav is a line, chut is a thread. That's the language from the arizal, kav chut kotzer, vidak. It's short and, and narrow or thin. And this kav is what it's going to now. It's oir. So think of it like a laser beam, or in this case, like a paintbrush that directs the oir itself, which was bligvul, into creating a stalshlus that is going to be defined by parameters, by, by levels, by hierarchy, by milo mato, and also zman and mokim. Even though there's no physical time yet and no physical space, but the beginnings, which we'll talk about now, are going to become emerging. Now remember, again, this is not in time. This didn't happen like thousands of years ago. It's happening right now. Every second, all these steps take place. There's a tzimtzum, and there's a tzimtzum, because it's all the mile of Mizman. So every second, you have all these levels, which is a little hard to wrap your head around, because we don't relate to the mile of Mizman, but it has to be stated, because the fact is, that it's not like yesterday and tomorrow, and today, there everything is in Dargis. As we'll talk about, what is Man Ruchni, which is really Kedima V'Ichr. It's like when you say, um, you say, Ovis uh, and Tuldis in the Gemara, for example. So, Avan Atulda in the Malach Shabbos. So, even though the Tuldis means a child, it means the offspring of the Av, but it doesn't necessarily come afterwards. It just comes conceptually afterwards. That before you have two, you have to have one. But two doesn't necessarily mean it came after two. It's just a second level. So the same idea, everything is more conceptual. I'll talk about this more later. So Seydish Tashlis. Seydish Tashlis is an expression used uh, in Barizal for sure, and even Mukobolim before. Literally means, um, it's hard to translate actually in English, Tashlis comes from the word Shalshalis. So Shalshalis is like a chain, a chain of events. Seydish Tashlis is basically a process of chain of events essentially designating or describing the process, which you could also use the word evolutionary process, 
not evolution as we know it in the context of Darwin and so on, but evolution at levels evolving from one next to the, one, one after the other. And as I said, the Ebeshter made Dafka in a way that's al-pisechel. Just to give a simple dogma, the Ebeshter created other Mechava, they did not go through any pregnancy. They were born and created at age 20. But after that, every child first is conceived, one cell, that cell splits into two, 18 hours after the conception, after the, and, and after that it starts splitting and splitting. It takes nine months, Be'erech, for a child to be a full, blo- a full developed fetus, and then it's born. Why they wish to make it that way? Why can't you just make uh, parents should have a child again? Why do you have to go through nine months? Because again, it's the same thing. Everything is a process. You wanted it to be al in a way that things grow. You plant a seed in the ground, it's a process. It takes time for it to grow. Nothing in existence doesn't have a process. And the first process of all is say Ishtalshus. Now the process is not just to make it make sense, it also allows us to be able to connect with Abish in an orderly way. Going back to the example of a Rav and a Talmud, if a Rav whose mind is brilliant, infinitely distant from the student, how, in what way can the student ever really come to grow if it doesn't go step by step? So the first thing the teacher teaches olive base, and then why not just jump? Because it wouldn't make sense. A mind grows slowly. A child grows, and you can't just expect a two-year-old to be like a 20-year-old. So therefore, Stalshlis serves one thing, is to make sense of how the Ebrister creates. That's Mamaila Lamata. And the second role that plays Mamata Lamaila is for us to have stepping stones, if you wish, to climb back and connect from our lowest level, from a beginner, a complete beginner, and climbing the levels, what we call the Adargas of Avedis Hashem, just as we say, the four, four rungs of the ladder, Sulam Mutzavat, Sovereshem Agiyah Shemaima of Tefillah, whether it's Bechus Hashachah, Pesukah Dezimr, Bechus Kishmah, Shemah, and Shem Nesle, however it's explained, it's a journey. Despite how most people daven today, the fact is that Tefillah is supposed to be a journey. A journey, one level after another level. And the same thing in general in your life. Like we say every day, You don't just jump to B'chol Meidecha. So everything is a step-by-step process. So essentially, Seder Shtalshlus gives us, number one, to understand how the Ebeshter creates in an orderly way, and number two, how we can retrace the steps, these stepping stones, so to speak, and, re- and climb and reconnect and reach levels all the way to the highest levels. So that's a general meaning of Seder Shtalshlus. And I'm going to go now over some of the basic pieces of Seder Shtalshlus, how they wish to put it into place. A lot of this you definitely learned and know, but it's always good to put it into a general context. The main place, I didn't uh, post it on the group, but the main source of what I'm going to be speaking about now is from a Maimer called, a very famous, you say this, the Maimer, fundamental Maimer of the Alter Rebbe called Drush Gimel Mine Odo. The Alter Rebbe said this Maimer, I think it's Tovkuf Samach Gimel, if I recall. I may be wrong about that. And the Tzamech Tzedek has long Hagos, so the Maimer is printed now, the full Maimer, with the Tzamech Tzedek's editions. Now it's printed in Eira Teira Bolok and Eira Teira in Yonim. And it's easy to find the Maftech. I don't have the page here right now with me. But there he talks about Gimel Mine Odom, as you'll see. He lays out the main structure of Seder Shtashos in a very organized way. And, um, and this, is, this is the basis of a lot of my modem later. Like, for example, if you ever learned by Yelech Samachvav, where he talks about the different shittas about Keser, the Ramak, and so on, it's based not on this Maimah per se, but on my modem that explained this Maimah. So, this is a fundamental Maimah that lays out a Seder Shtauslus. And why is he called Gimel Mini Odom? Because essentially the whole Seder Shtauslus is in the tzir of an Odom. Or I should say, the Odom is in the tzir of Ishtashos, but it's in the tzir of what we call Odom Elyon. You hear the expression Odom Elyon. What does Odom Elyon mean? So go back to the post in Kimbereshis. It says, Nivra B'Tselem Elikim, the human being, B'Tselemenu. What's the Tselem Elikim exactly? So the Tselem Elikim means that just like there's an Odom Lamata, there's a tzir Odom Lamayla, and that's the Tselem in which we were created. Kimuvan the Abish is higher than any Tselem Udmus, 
a matter of fact, you're not even allowed to associate Salam with Musa But he chose to manifest, as I said, not Atzmus, but the Giluim Elikus in a seer of Adam. And the truth is, this structure is actually a structure of all Seder Shtavshlus, and everything you'll find is in the seer like of an Adam, even the Mishkin and the Beis Amikdash. So the Rebbe brings in his Yashimus, and it's brought from, uh, from Bechai, Rebbeinu Bechai, the Shalah, and other Sfarim that talk about how the Mishkin, why was the Mishkin built this way? Because it's also not seer like that. Well, the Mishkin consists of, in the Beis Amikdash, three sections. Reish, Guf, Regal. The Reish is like the Kedesh HaKadoshim, and that's talking with the Moyach. The Arun is in the Kedesh HaKadoshim. The Kedesh, the second section, like the Guf, is like basically three, three Kalim, right, left, and center. Like you have the Shulchan, the Meneda, and the Mizbeach HaPnimi, Mizbeach HaKteris. So that's the, like the Guf. And the Regal is the outside, the third, the, the Azoro, or the, the Il Moyed, where they have the, the Mizbeach HaChitzen, which is like the Raglayim, that, that, that's the way you connect to earth as you walk on, the, on your feet. So the same thing, the Mizbeach HaChitzen, where the Karbonus were brought, you're taking the Karbonus that were from Behemus, and you mark it with the Ebrister. So they explain at length, and this is a whole discussion. There's a whole Sefer from the Ramah called Teres HaElah, that the whole Sefer is all about how the Mishkan and the Beis Amidish is structured exactly like Say the Shtasus, which is the structure essentially that we see as a human being below, was created in that image. So that's why you call it Odom. And that's why you refer to, for example, and I'm going to go through it in more detail now, like you say, Atsilus is Odom Elian, Odom da Atsilus. In Bria, Odom de Bria, Odom de Yitzira, Odom da Asiya. I'll soon explain why it says Gimu Mini Odom, not Dalad Mini Odom. And even the first world, which is the beginning of Stavshlis, what's like the first thing that the paintbrush creates is the world of what's called Odem Kadman, also Odem, Odem Kadman. So, so it's all structured in this way, which is basically, um, generally we're going to talk about three, four worlds. And each world, Elamis, and each world has ten spheres in them. That's the main, the main pieces of Seydish Stavshlis. There's a lot more. There's Parsois and Mesochim and, uh, and other different levels that separate between one level and the next, which I'll also explain. But I want to just lay, lay, first lay out the general picture. So what does Seder Shtasos look like if you make a map? The map would look like that. The Kav, the first thing the Kav creates as he continues in Eitz Chaim, says the Kav is Nimshach, Umis Agel, it turns and creates a circle, and then it continues, it creates another circle, another circle, another circle, ten Igulim, which is the first ten original spheres, but they're not real spheres yet because they're still mostly oiris. The kalim have not yet been developed. And he says that would be called the oilam of Ak, Adam Kadmin. That's the first creation, so to speak, after the after the Simpson, the Shim, and the Kav. Then, after that, we know the, the, this, the order goes like this, and then I'll explain how it works. After Adam Kalman, the next world we learn about is Akudim. Akudim. Then Nikudim, which is another name for Tayu. Then Vrudim. The Akudim, Nikudim, Vrudim is of course taken from the same Lovan that ya- Yaakov was working with, with bread. Three levels. So Akudim, Nikudim, Nikudim is Tayu, as I said. And Vrudim, the third level, is another name for it, is Tikkun, Atsilas. And after that, we know comes Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. That's, in general, the picture. So I counted Odem Kadmin, Akudim, Nekudim, Vrudim, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya. However, nothing is always simple. Everything is, I don't know if you know what a hologram is. Everything is scholarless with everything else. So generally speaking, you talk about four elements. What I just described is uh, eight. Is it eight? There's something like that. So... Is it four elements or eight elements? So Chassidus explains, based on Eitz Chaim and Darizal, that the worlds themselves, and I should qualify, when I say worlds, I think it's important to mention, because when we first heard worlds, when I was like, whatever, 13, 14 years old, I thought that we were talking about another planet. And I remember someone in our class said, we only know there's nine planets. Why do they say there's, there's ten spheres? So... The Mashpir, I didn't really know how to explain it to us. So, but at the end of the day, we went away thinking that there's, you know, worlds means uh, worlds out there, planets. 
Worlds really simply means domains. We're not talking about physical worlds, obviously. And it's important because sometimes we still have our childish perception of things. And we think worlds, a world is another world, this world. That's why it's easy for people to confuse. When we were asked, I remember by Rabiel, he once asked a question to us. We had him as a mashpia when we were in Ocean Parkway. And we were kids. So remember, he asked us, he asked two questions. He said, in what century, in what century was the Tzimtzum Adishin? And he wanted to know where exactly is the world of Bria. And one smart aleck in our class said he thinks the Tzimtzum Adishin was in the first or second century after the Churm Beis Hamikdash. And, um, and Bria was between Saturn and Jupiter or something like that, which is the two planets in the... Now, obviously, because... When you're a child, you still think very much in physical terms. You say a world, you say a symptom, everything seems to be in time. Now, moving to Pashat, there's no time for these things, as I mentioned before. So I just meant, wanted to qualify the world worlds. Elamis really means do- domains. Like we say, Elamat Semeach. It doesn't mean a planet called Semeach. It means the domain, the kingdom, the, the category of Semeach. So that's what the same thing is that the worlds are really the domain, Dargis. However, when you, why do you call them a world and not a sphere? Because it's not a piece. Chochmah binadas are like building blocks of Atzillus. And Atzillus is the whole domain. Okay. So with that said, so what is the Pshat here? Is there four worlds? And so on. And we also know the four worlds did not come from, no, it's, it's the Psukim that refer to them. Like for example, the Pasukul Lechvedi, Barosov Yitzatev Afasisiv, refers to the four. Lechvedi is Atzillus, Barosov Yitzatev Afasisiv is Bri Yitzir Asiyah. Every morning we say, and then what? So you have four. The is Atsilis, Borosi is So Chsidis explains, as I said, based on that Izal, that there's a thing called Klolus and Protis. So you'll see Abya the Klolus and Abya the Protis, you'll see in Chsidis. Atzilus b'riyitzir the klolus means in macrocosm, and you have it in microcosm. Just to give a short agdama to make it make, to understand, the Rebbe brings this in Sichus. For example, the word kechav, kechav means a star. So generally, star is a whole category. All stars are called kechav, and yet there's also a kechav called kechav. Just like there's a seder taris and there's a mesechta taris. So you can have something in a macrocosm that the general thing is called that way. And then when you break it down, you have the protis in microcosm. So this is a general rule in everything, microcosm, microcosm, we call this scholars. You know, similar to what it speaks about that, even though there's daimim, tzemeh, chayim, medaber, four different domains, but within the medaber we have daimim. The daimim is like the bones, the calcium. Tzemeh are the things like the teeth or the, the hair, things that grow, or the midas. Chai is our chayis, like a chai. We have something similar with... And medabit is the seichel adam, and the same thing with daimim. Daimim also has all four, except their behelam. Everything has everything else in it. That's a rule b'chalal in all of gedusha and all of ishtalshus and everywhere you everything. There's in each one there's a skalus. In esh there's the mayim ruch offer, and the same thing with the other three. The Rebbe has an interesting kiri based on the Ragachover, like when they say a Kayan Godel, does a Kayan Godel also have the Kayan in him? Or is the Kayan in him on a higher level? But he has a Kayan in him. And so on. So the bottom line is there's Iskalus. So Bechlolus, the Iskalus works like this. When you talk about Bechlolus, starting with the Klolus, the macrocosm, everything is four worlds. Atzilus, Biri, Yitzir, The Shaila is in macrocosm, microcosm. In macrocosm, Atzilus, the Klolus, is Eden, Sof, Lifni, But the lowest levels of it. When you hear Eses, Spheres, Agnusus, the ten hidden spheres, what are the ten hidden spheres? We know it's not actual spheres, but they're Gnusus. But we say Eses, Spheres means that there's something there. That would be the Eses, Spheres, Agnusus would refer to Atzilus, the Klolus, which is the Eden, Sof, before the Tzimtzum, but the Eden, Sof, as it's already, as the Abishu is already preparing, so to speak, and envisioning and allocating the resources that he's going to create after the symptom. So that's called Atzillus the Klolus. Bria the Klolus is Adam Kadman. So Adam Kadman is not just another level like Atzillus the Pratis, which we'll talk about in a moment. We'll soon talk about Adam Kadman in a little more detail. 
So Adam Kadman is the first Bria de Klolos. What's it say to the Klolos? So there's two ways the Alter Rebbe explains it. Some Achzadik brings from the Alter Rebbe in the Maimur Gimel Mini Adam. One is that Yitzhidah the Klolos is a Kudim and a Kudim, which would be a Kudim and a Kudim, like those two worlds. Sometimes it says Atik and Arich, which would be like Keser of Atzilus the Protis. So it consists of Atik and Arich, that would be Yitzhidah the Klolos. And what's Asiya the Klolos, the macrocosm of Asiya, that's Atzilus Bri Yitzhidah Asiya the Protis. Or sometimes Atzilus the Protis. So you see, so the when you talk in macrocosm, the lowest level in macrocosm becomes that the one that encompasses the four worlds now in microcosm. Now the next is the microcosm. Then when we talk usually about Atzilus Bri Yitzhidah Asiya, we're usually talking, and you can rest assured, if it doesn't spell it out, you're always talking in microcosm, not macrocosm. You're always talking about proteus, not close. So generally when you say Neshama Datsilis, you're not referring to Atsilis before the Tzimtzum, you're referring to Atsilis, which is Asiya de Klolis. So Asiya de Klolis breaks into four. Atsilis de Protis, which is Atsilis in microcosm, then Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. So is there something in common? Absolutely. If Atsilis de Protis is called Atsilis, that means it has something in common with Atsilis de Klolis, Lifnat Simpson. And the same thing with Bria. Bria de Protis has something in common with Ak. When I say in common, it doesn't mean it's the same level, obviously, but there are things you can learn from one or the other because each one is, in its own way, has similar properties. Now, you could say, why confuse matters? Why not just call them separate names? Why do you have to make it like this and makes it so complicated? You know, to say, for example, Atzillus that we talk about, Achra Atzimtzum, is not Atzillus before the Tzimtzum. As soon as you say the same word for both, it right away confuses matters. So the answer to that is because the whole point of Atzilus the Protis is to connect us to Atzilus the Close. It's not meant to be separate. It's not about just different levels. It's actually there is something in common and similar. However, it's on a completely different level. So bottom line is that we want to have these same four levels everywhere. And as we understand the difference between them, we then relate and see where it is within us. So for example, if someone were to say, we're the Elamis, they're right here, right inside of you. You have a Natsilis within you. You say it every morning. And then you have a Bria. Which one is it? The answer, all four. It only comes in Levushim that the, the, the Tehera is Mislabish and the Barasa and the Barasa and the Yitzarta. But the fact of the matter is, the Etzim and the is there within every person at any time. It's true. On Yom Kippur, it's easier to access. Yechidah but doesn't mean it's not there all year round. So the fact of the matter, all these levels are existent all everywhere, and by saying that the, the, the protis is the similar names as the clolus, you're really just giving tools to be able to connect the two. Because Atsilis ultimately, even the protis, we call it Atsilis, we call it elokus. So in a way, to, to, to explain it more, let's talk about the concept of uh, relativity. Everything is relative. Something we, we always, we hated when we were young. I don't know if you'd like this expression. Whenever we would ask the Mashpim a question about some stira between two my modern, they say, You know that one? So we would like always see that as like, almost like avoiding the question. means there's no contradiction. It depends. If you're talking here, the answer is this. If you're talking there, the answer is that. The Rebbe says in some of the Sikhs, he asks a question, he says, when you learn the Maimodim of Pesach, you learn how Pesach is the greatest yomtif, and greater than Shavuos, and greater than Sukkot. You come to the Maimodim of Shavuos, suddenly Shavuos is the greatest yomtif, greater than Pesach and Sukkot. Then you come to Sukkot, Maimodim, same thing. So which one is it? So it's Vensel Vumeret, right? But Zeleb explains what that means. It means because every time, every, every chilek in Zman, every point in time, is a shar. Like we talk about mitzvahs. Mitzvahs, even though there's tayag mitzvahs, but all the mitzvahs are called zamizah. That's why Eisig b'mitzvah potim in a mitzvah. Ragachov explains, Chassidus also explains the same idea. Because when you do one mitzvah, you have all the mitzvahs within it. However, command the ovid le'am yinah, which means you still need to do the mitzvahs protis. But you can't say when you do a mitzvah, you, don't, you have the rotzen elyon. The Ebishter wants you to do this mitzvah. When it comes Pesach, the Rebbe used the expression shar. It's like the mitzvah to have a zoyer beit which means right now this is the gate through which all mitzvahs travel. 
So even Shavuos and Sukkot are also now being elevated through Pesach. And the same thing, Shavuos has its shad, and uh, Sukkot has its shad, its gate. So when you say he's Ben it's not just some type of uh, dismissive answer. It's actually a very sophisticated answer. It's telling us that there are many, many levels, and they all include each other, and each one is focused on a specific area here. This doesn't mean that it's completely black and white. There is a gray area in the sense where everything includes other levels within it. And just a question, what's dominant? What's the most important? Like mitzvah, the havazayah paid faith. doesn't mean he's putter from other mitzvahs. It means that now his main mitzvah is this, and everything travels through that mitzvah. So when you're davening shachris, in essence, you also have every other, but it's not dam shachar protis, it's dam shachar klolis. So in that sense, the difference between the macrocosm and microcosm is this. When you say atzillus the klolis, you're saying, the word atzillus means, and we're going to talk about this more in Pratim, just by speaking generally, it comes from Pasha Ba'aleishcha, a yetzel min aruach. That's the first place atzillus is mentioned. That when Mesha said, Ma'ayin li basar, he told the Ebershah, so the Ebershah said that you should take the Zkenim, and you should impart, Vayetzel min aruach, from your spirit will be impart, I will impart from your spirit to them. So it's a form of, it's a hemshech of Moshe Rabbeinu, but it's not Moshe. So Chesidus explains that Atzilus is not outside of Elikus, but it's not the etzim of Elikus either. It's so to speak a, uh, talk about interface, it's like an interface that is uh, bringing Elikus into the world of structure. So if you talk about the El Matzilus, we talk about the perfect world. We're talking about the Neshamas of Atzilus, of his Hein Hein Amarkova. They're constant 24-7. They were completely, completely consumed with um, Elikus. Now, it's hard for us to imagine that, but the Ovis existed. They were Neshamas Begufim, and they have a structure just like us, but their whole structure is pure Elikus. So you say a Neshamas Datzilus, you're saying in a Shema that doesn't have anything except a Lekus. Al-Tarebbe. The example given is the Al-Tarebbe, Friday afternoon, would fall asleep. Why? Because Lamaila is a time of Dermitta Deza, before Shabbos comes in, so, so to speak, the divine energy week, goes to sleep, in a sleep, in order to come into Shabbos, into a new day and a new, a new Chayas and so on. Rab Hillel, it says, because he knew that it says that in Kabbalah and Svarim. So he would go take a nap. Al-Tareb naturally nap. I can move and say their naps were not exactly like our naps. And the rest of us, I'm not sure what we're doing Friday afternoon. Maybe we're sleeping, but for different reasons. Or eating chalent or whatever it may be. The point being is that uh, when you're a bedugma shalomayla, the Al-Tareb was like a neshama vatsilis. So every tenua gashmis, even sleep, even eating, was essentially a reflection of uh, Elikus. However, Elikus and Seir, not Elikus Lamaila Mitzir. Because we're talking about Atzilus has Sviris, Chachma, Bina, Das, all the way through Malchus. But it's all aligned with the Ebishter. So now, um, when you talk Atzilus the Klolas, then, is not Mamish like Atzilus the Protis. What you would say is that in Lifniat Simpson Gufa, remember everything is relative. We know that the Abish to made levels there, not actual levels. The Reb explains it in a famous letter in Tovshin Tess, that the levels there are just Lefiyerech, that in Elokus Lefiyerech Simpson, the Abish to said, he'll be Metzayer, so to speak. But the expression is, Bereish Shormenisa de Malka, Golev Galufu B'Tehiri Elah. This is Zoyar, Nagdom of Zoyar, Daf Tezvov, famous expression. What does it mean? Bereish Shormenisa de Malka means in the Rishus, or the Rotson of the Melech, is Golov Galifu B'Tehiri Law, in a level called Tehiri Law, he engraved something. Golov is like Chkike. Uh, now what did he engrave? Lifniat Simpson, there's nothing there. What did he engrave? He engraved, essentially, the Esosphiris Hagnuzis. So it's not physical engraving, obviously, not even spiritual engraving. It's conceptual. The language of Chassid is based on the Migdash Melech. And the Zayar is Shir Atzmei B'Koyach. That the Ebrister envisioned existence. So there's a level, if not Simpson, that's Kedem Alei Sarotzen, and Kedem with his Sviris Enkets, or altogether no Sviris, altogether beyond anything. And then 
The next level is the Ebishter says, he's envisioning, he begins to envision, but it's all so-called in God's mind. You can't even call a mind there, but a derech moshel. That is called that seal is the clothes because lufi erech, lufi itself, you already have the envisioning of existence, but it's completely within the vision of the creator. Atzil is the protis, is already a real existence, but it has something similar because the entire existence is only the way the Abishta wants it to be. So you don't say that Avram, Yitzhak, Yankov, the Ovis are Merkovit to Atzil is the clothes, because Atzil is the clothes, there's no existence. It's just in the Ebrist himself, and Elokus itself is envisioning it. In Atzil's the Pratis, there is an existence, but the existence is totally aligned to Elokus. On the famous expression from Zayar, uh, that the Ebrist, you are one with your energy, with your Eris, and one with your Kalim. Or sometimes it's Moichen and Midas, which we'll talk about later when we talk more about Atzil. So I just wanted to give an example. Now, the same thing is Adam Kadman is Briya the Klolos. And Bria de Protis is the Bria that we usually talk about. When you say, for example, the Malachim, so we know the three levels of Malachim, Serafim, Chayes, Akedish, and Ifanim. So the Serafim are in Bria, which is like Ganed and Elian, the Chayes, Akedish are in Yitzira, and the Ifanim are in Asiya. But you don't talk about that in Klolos, that's in Protis. Serafim don't exist in Adam Kadim. And yet, you still call Adam Kadim Bria de Klolos. Because the same idea, to understand how Bria de Protis works, we look at Bria de Klolos, because there you have the beginning. What's Adam Kadman different than Atzillus de Klolos? What's Bria de Klolos? Adam Kadman is after the Tzimtzum. Atzillus de Klolos is before the Tzimtzum. Adam Kadman is after the Kav. Adam Kadman has Sviris in it. Not tangible ones yet. But there's something that exists now. We'll talk about Odom Kadman more maybe next week. I don't know if I'll cover Odom Kadman. I just, my, I go, my goal here was to really cover the general picture of Seder Stausels. So Odom Kadman is already a Bria because anything after the Tzimtzum is called Bria. Atzillus is called Netzal. That's why you'll see in Chassidus the language Netzalim Nevroim. Netzalim means emanations. Nevroim means creations. That's not the same thing. When something emanates from something it still has the personality of the original. When something is created, it's yesh ma'ayim. It doesn't have the original. That's what Bria means, nivra. If you learn Ayin Beis right in the beginning, he talks about his Atzillus nivra or his Atzillus anetzal. talks about Eris and Kalim. So sometimes there are levels that have both dimensions in it, but it's very different. Netzal means the, this Kalim have the Ruach of Moshe. It's not like a new entity. But on the other hand, it's already a Netzal. It's like the Oyer, if you wish. It's the Oyer or Ziv of the original. Eir HaShemesh, you can't call a Nivra. You don't really use the word Netzal either, but it's not a Nivra. It's not the, the Shemesh created Oyer. Oyer is reflecting the Shemesh. So a Netzal is reflecting its source. It's an emanation. A Nivra is a creation, which means it's a jump away. It's a new entity that does, is not, that does not have something in common with its original. There's a creator and there's a creation. So that's the difference. So Bria de Klolis, in this case, Adam Kadman, the Alter Rebbe writes, and in this same Mimer, in, um, in Gimel Mini Adam, Rush Gimel Mini Adam, he says that the Alter Rebbe said that was Meraglub Pume of, of, of uh, Rabbeinu, which is the, the Magid, to call Adam Kadman Er Kloli. That's what he writes there. So Machsedek writes the name of the Alter Rebbe. That the Magid would often say that Ak is called Er Kloli. So that means that Adam Kadman, like we say, Bria de Klolos. What means Er Kloli? So again, I, I don't want to be too Mugashim too much, but if you look at the whole map of, say, the Shtalshlus, to make an image, it's all within the Chol Pani, right? Everything is created there. The eagle that I mentioned, that the Kav is Misagel and, and the Chazer Misagel, those Egulim are on the outside perimeter of the Chol Pani. So Ak is not just a world, so to speak, a domain on the top of the cholol, it really is the whole inner dimension. So everything that will be created is going to be within the world of Ak. It's a critical point. That's why you have the expression very much, uh, you say, uh, that when a leaf, a leaf turns over in the wind, all of it's all of the What does that mean exactly? 
Or we say, uh, we say uh, in the Yom Nerayim, we say, that's also refers to Ak. That you see everything, like a bird's eye view, one image, one picture. Because Ak, and as I said, I'll talk about this next week more at length, Ak is the general picture of the whole Seder Ishtalshus, but not from the eyes of Lifniat Simpson, that would be Atzilus the Clolus, but from the eyes of Achrat Simpson. So if you want to put it in, I use a Moshul Gashmi, think of a, an architect. Architect envisions in his mind what kind of home he wants to build. For himself, for someone else. So there's a way he's envisioning it, and it's still not something you can call tangible. He doesn't yet know how many rooms there will be, for example, and how large each room will be. But in general, he's envisioning it. So he's envisioning the general picture of it. That's like Lifnat Simpson, the Abish envisioning the whole Seder Shtalshalus. But you can't yet talk about tangible, like what kind of wood are you going to use? Or what kind of bricks are you going to use? You could talk about ten spheres, that the general Shtalshalus is going to consist of That, yeah. But it's still, still very much in an abstract vision. Then comes next stage. The next stage would be when he actually comes and starts making a plan. It's still Bechlos, it's still Er Kloli. Because it's still not the details, but he's envisioning now the details. I say, okay, I'm going to need to have 10 tons of metal. I'm going to need to have these bricks. I'm going to need to have all these things. He still doesn't get them and didn't build it, but he knows now the specifics. So he's already, this is already called Bria. So it's the vision through the eyes of the Er Kloli of Bria the Klolis, or otherwise known as Odom Kadm. You know, another example would be, um, I mentioned before, the conception of a child is always a very good example because we have tangibly in our lives another emotional for, for a lakus, the difference between a child is conceived at the moment of conception, so when an egg is fertilized by seed, they're able to bless it with a neshama, you have a gimel shutfim, and okay, a child has been conceived, but it's still not even, it's not even the, you can't even see it with the naked eye almost. It's like a, it's like a follicle of hair. And that will begin to develop and split and turn into nine months, a full-blown child. But in the, in the steps throughout the pregnancy. Now, if you were to ask a question, what does this Sira Adam look like before the conception? A moment before, when the Ebrista decided he's going to send this Neshama down to this family, to this couple. So he's also, we know the Ebrista Neshama prepares to come down. It doesn't begin to, so, so there's no question that even before the conception, there's already a conception in the eyes of the Abishta. We don't know this. Or sometimes, yeah, actually, the Magid brings that even the parents envision what their child will look like, even before pregnancy, even before there's a conception. You can envision, you know, Abishta will bless you with the child. What will this child look like? But in that case, it's more like Lifniat Simpson, because no, there was no conception yet. Ak, on the other hand, is already the, the conception, the creation of, of, a, of, of, the, of the seed is, the, I'm sorry, the... The, the, there's an actual conception, it's a real bria. However, it's all still in one, it's like one seed. Like one seed in the ground is going to grow into a big tree, but you have a seed. And before that, you don't even have a seed, you just everything is in machshava, so to speak. So in a way, you could say, Atzilus the Klolis is envisioning what it will look like, and bria the Klolis, bria is already the beginning of the process, but it's all still like in a seed, which is everything that will come from this seed. So that's why the Alter Rebbe calls it Er Kloli. And that's like the first world, Bria de Klolis. It's similar to what it says in the beginning, Rashi writes, So he says, everything was created right, right that moment. Later, each day, the Ebrister was made see from the Klal to the Prat. Like sometimes the expression, however you explain it, but the point is, like a seed. In a seed, it says in some modern that if you put it under a microscope, you can actually see the details of what the tree is going to look like. I don't know if I ever tested it, but that's what it says in Sama Mother. So that means the seed has everything in it. There's nothing more that's going to be added. The child that's born, right now, you as adults right now sitting here, were once a one cell. That cell, you could never know what it was, what it was you know, no human being could even see what's going to come from it. But it's all there. Nothing happens during pregnancy. That no one adds any ingredients later. Everything, was, is, everything is right there. Now it's just a process of, I mean, if you want to use the example of like putting a a cake in the oven. The ingredients are there. Now the oven has to develop it and turn it into a child, into a full-blown child. 
So essentially, ach, when you say b'skida achas, it's God's, it's the Abish to seeing the whole existence, b'skida achas, and that's why the Baal says, when a leaf turns over, it's all part of that big plan, that bird's eye view, if you wish, of the architect, as before he even begins to create the details, but he's created the big picture. So when it says that Moshe Rabbeinu was shown ad hayama achlin, and it says al tikri yam el yoyim ad hayama achlin, it's basically saying that Moshe saw, like a little similar to other Marishan, he was able to see the whole picture of Ishtalshalus, or the whole of history, all in one, in one snapshot. Like a bird's eye view, if you imagine standing, being in outer space and seeing a picture of the whole earth in one snapshot. When we're on earth, we, 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 each one of us lives in a tzman mokim in our particular place. But from Ak, it's lamailam tzman mokim as we know it, so it has the whole picture in one shot, both tzman and mokim. And that's the first step in Ishtalshalus, because that, from there will now come, all the details will come out of this seed, if you wish, from this er kloli that the Alter Rebbe calls er kloli. So that's somewhat of an overview of Seder Shtalshlus. Not, again, not exhaustive, but at least something. And what I'll do is next uh, week, so we're going to take, I'm going to start dissecting it step by step, talk about Odem Kadman and all the other levels. And the thing that's most important is, of course, the Aved of it all. It's not just, it's not just a, a map of existence, but it's meant to also bring out our Aved. The whole point of this is for us to have stepping stones, as I said, to connect to the Ebrister to connect to Ak and to connect to all the lower levels. But Ak, Mamai Lamat, is of course the highest level. You can't connect to Ak that quickly if you don't go through the lower levels. So even though we know that every move you make, when a leaf turns over, and every move you make is all connected to the Abrish's vision of you and existence, so that's itself an awesome idea that the Abrish has envisioned every detail of our lives. Obviously, Bechira is up to us, but every detail of our lives and that is, as we speak right now, whatever you do is connected to the Elam Ak, Odem Kadmin, the Skira Achas of the Machshob Akdumid Ak. Okay, so we'll stop here. Everyone have a good day.